Hi, I'm Kyle Goes, and welcome to the Inwards and Onwards podcast. For the longest time, I've been fascinated to understand more about showing up authentically, vulnerably, and presently in life. As such, I started to understand that my external world was a reflection of my inner one. And when I've had moments of hitting rock bottom or needing to pivot in my life, I've had to go inwards to move onwards. So come join me as I explore other people's journeys, from entrepreneurs to coaches, spiritual teachers, friends, and beyond, as we learn their innermost thoughts and peel back the layers to share the moments where they've had to go inwards to move onwards. Let's jump in. Kim and myself met just under a decade ago before he became the CEO of the Australian-based digital marketing agency, Your Social Voice. Ironically, we met during a time where Kim was still finding his own voice during our youthful days in personal development. Kim possesses an uncanny ability to seek out the hidden blueprints that propel him forward in every endeavor he tackles. Whether he's venturing into the uncharted territory of entrepreneurship, sculpting his body at the gym, or even dealing with a challenging employee. His mantra is unwavering. Why reinvent the wheel when someone has already forged the path? Prepare to embark on an expedition alongside us as we unravel the secrets to breaking free from these shackles of a mundane job and pursuing your true passion. Together, we'll dive into the thrilling unknown and unlock the secrets of finding alignment in our lives. Welcome, welcome, Kimmy, to the podcast, mate. I am pumped and excited to have you on board <laughs> great to be here man thank you so much for having me hey no my pleasure my pleasure man it's, it's been a while since we've uh, i've seen your beautiful face so i'm excited obviously people can't see your face they can only hear your beautiful voice uh but you know man, i have a face for radio anyway so that's okay it's <laughs> you and me both don't worry uh mate uh you are this incredible um you've got your own incredible company marketing company your social voice uh one of the biggest reasons i wanted to get you on this podcast was that before you became you know your social voice we met you know yeah just under a decade ago uh in personal development where you were kind of one of the facilitators there teaching nlp and neuro-linguistic programming course um and i kind of wanted to explore because i think you have such an awesome story before you even became this you know, expert in your in your marketing field, uh, you know, this really profound and quite a strong speaker that, you know, the speaker you are now, before you f- you found your social voice, so to speak, what was that journey like? And I, th- I thought we could kind of rewind a little bit and you take us through that and we can peel back the layers, mate. Of what yeah, you- Let's, well, if we go back, first I was born, right? <laughs> um, <no. laughs> how, how, far, how far back do you want me to go? There's, like, you know, there's, there's always so many pivotal moments, I think, um, that, that we were talking about before that kind of like shape you and push you toward things, whether you know it or not. But um, yeah, how, how how far back do you want me to roll? Hey, no, uh, good question. I kind of, what was the turning point that started making you, or what, what put you on this pathway to start one, improving yourself? Because you went into neuro-linguistic programming. Like that's when I first met you. What put you on that? And what was the kind of layers you peeled back to make you more aware that this was the journey inwards you needed to take to move onwards and now onwards in your social voice? So mm-hmm. how do you, what was the pivotal moment, the starting point for you that got you into all of this? Well, I mean, like there's, there's two. There's one that probably led me more so heavily into personal development, which is actually a network marketing company that you were in as well, I believe at the time, right? Back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and you can buy uh, your health shakes all from Kyle, go to Kyle. <laughs> Um, but like obviously to get on the journey of that I always had a like a passion for business I always had a passion for doing like little side projects to try and make money 
grow a business because when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a businessman was like my goal because mm. businessmen are cool. They get to have cool briefcases. They get to travel around the world. Like that's what I thought when I was like, you know, yeah. 10 years old, I was like, I want to travel. And like, they look cool with those briefcases. I've never owned a briefcase since, but uh, it's not uh, <laughs> high on my list of priorities. Um, you know, I have a backpack. Um, but the, uh, the things that were like leading me down that path and, and having fun, I just saw that always saw that there was like opportunities of like connecting things, like whether it be like people with products or like, how can I, you know, potentially help people with things that they can't get or are expensive and how can I make them a better price, things like that. So my brother and I, um, got pretty heavy into like training in the gym. We were doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu competing and stuff like that. And as we went through all of those things, we started looking at supplements because supplements were quite expensive. Um, they're still relatively expensive now, but a lot of prices have kind of come down over time as it's had like a bit more mass market adoption. And what um, I noticed was like, well, look, if I'm paying this price for supplements, surely there's a cheaper way for me to get it. And at the time I was um, working before I started going to uni at a accounting firm. So I was like, I wonder if I get an ABN, if I register for an ABN, can I get supplements for cheap? That's what all I wanted to do was get supplements for cheap for myself and my brother. And yeah. I looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, we can do it. So we registered in ABN. I went and started like hitting up all these supplement companies being like, hey, can like I get some supplements from you guys? I have ABN. I'm a whole, I'm a retailer like from online store from over here in Perth. And a lot of them said yes. So oh, I was like, wow. okay. And then I was like, cool. And then, but they all had minimum orders, like a couple hundred bucks. So I was like, well, if I get some for me, some for my brother, Jason, and then some for like my cousin and a few other people, who else would need them? Uh, and then I started reaching out and people were like, oh yeah, like, I'd love to, like, can you get these? And I'm like, that's, that's the people that I'm speaking to. They're like, oh, great. Like, so what's the price? And I was like, oh, well, I was only looking at wholesale price for me, but obviously every, like with the way the wholesale works, they have recommended retail prices. Yeah, yeah. But then they're like, this is what you should sell for. So I was like, I'll do the same price as them, but you don't have to pay for shipping because I'm getting it shipped. So they're already like saving saving money. And then people started wanting that more and more. And we ended up starting our own little um, supplement business called K-Boss Fitness. So we did that for a little while. And that kind of exposed us to different products. And, you know, my, my brother uh, used to um, uh, be, you know, heavily influenced by the ladies. And a few <laughs> ladies that he, uh, that he liked uh, at the time, I think, were um, starting to look into a few, like a, a specific like network marketing company. And they had health supplements. And then they obviously hit him up because it was like, well, you and your brother have a supplement business. You should easily be able to sell these supplements. So he went along. I just remember he came home one day and he's like, man, like if we do this thing and we like join up and stuff, like we can get a car. And I was like, we can get, no, (laughs) no, we can't get a car. What do you mean we can get a car? He's like, yeah, if like this happens and this happens. And I'm like, "Mm," like it still doesn't kind of make sense to me. Um, and cause I was always looking at like different ways to grow the business, how to get more sales, how to do things in a more leveraged way. So I went along and I was like, cool, I'll hear the spiel. Let me check it out. This is multi-level marketing you're talking about, right? Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Multi-level marketing, network marketing. So I was like, all right, cool. This seems interesting. I was like, I don't really like the model seems interesting, but more so if the products are good and I can sell them to my existing customers, I'll be on, I'll be on board. Yeah. So that's that's what we kind of looked at and then we started into and then obviously with most network marketing and multi-level marketing companies they have a huge emphasis on personal development. Why? Because the business model is freaking hard. Like yeah. it's hard to do. Most likely you're going to fail. Most likely people are going to tell you you're stupid, it's a pyramid scheme, blah blah blah. So they have to put something in there to yeah, help yeah, true, true, all true, those true. problems. 
Right. Yeah. I, I used to always think I was like, wait, when with back in like the network marketing, multi-level marketing days, I was like, I always loved the people that I brought in. And I was like, how are these people always into like growth and development? And I realized like, you're right. It's because unfortunately the business structure wasn't the most fruit, or at least for, for me, it was definitely not the, what suited my style. So they had to kind of buffer that with a lot of uh, personal development tools. Yeah, and and to help people overcome it. And look, there's many people that are successful with that model, but it is a certain type of person that can that mm-hmm. has to be able to push through and make it all successful. But that did re re expose me to the people like Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, things like that. My dad had a whole thing of like Tony Robbins DVDs and CDs that he wow. gave. Me. Okay, <laughs> um, and uh, like I used to drive an hour every day to work. I was working at a grain trading company um, after moving around after uni and whatnot, and. Um, he gave me all the the CDs and half of them were unopened. And I remember like the, I think he'd listened to the first two, the third CD. As soon as you put it in, like he hadn't opened and listened to this one. It's like, congratulations. Most people don't mark, make it past the first two CDs. No way. <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to tell my dad that just to piss like, you know, he would get so pissed off if he knew that. Um, so, but I listened to all of those and I listened to, obviously if you listen to Tony Robbins, he was influenced by Jim Rohn and you can like, there's obviously a pathway of, of personal development. So that took me down the path of just wanting to learn and be better. Because again, I go, well, look, if all these guys have phenomenal results and they apply personal development, surely if I apply personal development to my life, whether it be improving, you know, overcoming any like limitations, li- uh, limiting beliefs, problems that you had as you were younger, all that sort of stuff. If you can get rid of that or try and help to like alleviate the impact it has on your life, surely it will only get better. Yeah. Like I'm a big proportion of and follower of like, if you do one thing and someone gives you a roadmap, if you can follow it and you can get a similar result, like why not? That's how I learn ads. Yeah, yeah, modeling. Marketing, everything. Like it's like, yeah, cool, yeah. if you do this, this will happen. I'm like, do that then. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why overcomplicate it? Yeah, don't try and reinvent the wheel, right? So for me, that uh, made a lot of sense. So I started learning that, going to events, and then that's how I, then I got exposed to um, NLP, which is also what Tony Robbins had done and things like that. And that's what kind of sparked my interest in that world and sent me into uh, events or not where then eventually, obviously, we met. Yeah. So just quickly, in case anyone doesn't know who Tony Robbins is, can you give a little quick summary of how you would define Tony Robbins if someone is under a, a rock and hasn't heard his name before? Um, Go and watch the documentary, uh, I'm Not Your Guru, and that will that will, that will will tell you everything you need to know. But you go, I'm Not a, Your Guru, right? That's the documentary? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Shallow Hal, and you see him in there, right? Uh, <laughs> His guest appearance in the yeah. movie. But you know, he's worked, he worked with Oprah, all that sort of stuff. But basically, he became um, one of the most popular, let's call them life coaches at the time, uh, to help people overcome fears. So he actually learned how to get rid of people's phobias, uh, applying yeah. NLP techniques um, that he learned from the the people that created it basically and then from there went on to create his own brand of it if you will and then he again very smartly because he was mentored by jim Rohn, exposed to personal development and events and at events started to meet people like jay abraham who's like one of the best like marketing minds of our generation sort of thing um he's you know done over six or seven billion dollars worth of deals and he started speaking to tony about how he did his events taught him about how to structure his events and that's what made him get so big and had more people more and more people come but also his ads if you're in america used to play all the time he had like ad space on any ad network that you can get them and it would just be about coming to his event coming to his event so when like most people these days have probably been to some free event somewhere in some way shape or form if you've been exposed to business development or personal development or you would have heard his quotes like i mean like there's so many different quotes of him 
yeah, of his, that, you know. Yeah, it's like he's the he's the kind of like the the modern father of personal development. After the likes of like Jim Rohn and all that sort of stuff have all passed away. Yeah, right. yeah. Like so, that's where yeah. I think. Um, yeah, he's positioned as now anyway. Yeah, no, no. Look, totally off a tan- on, on a tangent, but it's like one of my favorite quotes from Tony Robbins is like, "Nothing has meaning except the meaning we give to things." Hmm. And it just I used to remember plans to so many areas of my life because you like we like a situation doesn't mean anything until you add that meaning or context to that situation or that experience or that feeling, whatever it may be. And that was powerful. Um, one thing I want to do, I just want to take a quick back step. Because you, you you kind of said like you know you you were always into this idea of like having your own business and stuff like that. This is like before you started everything. I'm just curious, was this like a, an innate thing? Is this like did you kind of like wake up, or was this something that you didn't realize you may have modeled from your dad or something like that? Like, because how do I'm always yeah intrigued on how people have that drive um, and where your drive for that doing your own stuff, yeah. uh, you know, being your definitely, own. I, mean, like, I, I couldn't give you an exact point in time. It definitely would have been like model from dad. Cause he always looked at ideas and opportunities, but so did my like um, granddad and things like that on both sides where they would always like, um, and this is probably like, you know, instilled in me pre pre being born, like in the womb or something like that. But, like, <laughs> my grandpa would always look at like, he was a engineer for Qantas and would fly around the world. And he'd be like, Oh, cool. He's in Mauritius, say coming back to Australia. He's like, what do we have here? But they don't have in Australia. Let me load up some of this in the plane, come back and, and sell it. Wow. And you know what I mean? And all the, just little things like that. My other grandpa had, had a farm. So obviously they had to be like, and he used to uh, work on a few big farms or be like, cool, what stocks? You know what's um you know what uh, crops can we plant? They're going to be most fruitful to make us the most money, based yeah. on weather conditions, all that sort of stuff. So for me, ever since I was young, I had always just had that as a just in my in my mind a little bit because Dad would always do stuff like when Pokemon cards first came out, Dad ordered like boxes of them off of eBay and then took them to like the local card shops and sold them to the card. No shop. way! You know wow. what I mean? Um, and, and things like that. And the same went, then I saw him doing that. Then I was like, well, hey, look, I figured out how to download Pokemon, the game, like when we used to have it on Game Boy on a computer and get an emulator and put it onto like a three and a half inch floppy, you know, the old square floppy disks. Yeah, the, the uh, save icon for those of you in the younger generations. Yeah. <laughs> the save icon, yeah, save to disk, right? Yeah. Um, so for that, like I would download the emulator and the game, put it on there and I sold it at school for like two bucks. Wow. Um, until my teachers are like, this <laughs> yeah. is copyright and trademark infringement. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm eight years old. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> take me to court. Take me to court. As I just want money to buy some lollies. Like, take it yeah. easy. <laughs> I just wanted that roll up, man. Just yeah. let me have that roll. Some Dunkaroos. That's all. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good old Dunkaroos. Fire out. I forgot about Dunkaroos. <laughs> they were the, yeah, Dunkaroos, for those of you who missed out on this glorious little snack when you were a kid they were these little kangaroo shaped biscuits that had like a there was in this packet you had this little chocolate dipping sauce mm. so you'd open the dunkaroos and you dip it in these chocolate dipping sauce and it was like it was like nutella mixed with uh cookies is pretty much what you had but you could and then when you had all your cookies were finished you use your fingers and use your tongue and you lick all the <laughs> Oh, it brings back memories brings back memories. good old dunkaroos okay cool so this this was uh it was really interesting because from what you're saying, you kind of like generationally, you kind of said it sounds like you've actually had this in, you know, your from your grandparents and from your dad and stuff like that. It's been there, but you also were quite exposed to it on the other end with your dad while you were growing up and stuff like that. Probably in, even indirectly, you kind of may have just been noticed, uh, may have been noticing and kind of subconsciously digesting and being hypnotized a little bit, possibly even by all of this. So, yeah. okay. 
so that started the journey. Come back to where we were before was um, you were finding the, the the personal development. You said that like with Tony Robbins and stuff like that, all of your 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 style, your approach to things is I like when there's a roadmap. If there's a roadmap, then I actually have something that I can work towards because I can see the next steps. Steps that got you into NLP. Why NLP? Like you could have just done your own development and all that stuff. Like why did you decide to go to NLP? Like did you know what you were wanting to do at that time? No, no, not at all. But it just popped up. Like I was going to events and I went to an event and the person speaking was talking about doing NLP stuff. Mm. Right, the same guy that taught you stuff, the same guy that taught me yeah, stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Like this is pretty interesting. And he like again showed the roadmap of um of what it was like to do NLP, what it was like. Uh, and applicable to business and things like that. And I was like, again, makes sense. And the reason why I also liked um, NLP and learning from it and learning from uh, learning it from Calvin again was like it was a it was a very specific set of tools that had a very specific rule to follow. It's like use a script. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, cool. Just read the script. And it like worked. And I was like, oh, cool. Like this makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Follow the instructions, follow the path. Same as like a sales script. Like I got really good at sales because my first ever sales mentor gave me a script and was like, just follow the script. And I did. And I was like, oh, it works. I didn't try and recreate it and do anything different or anything like that. So it, like, it just worked with the style of uh, learning and process to get results that I'd already been doing and, and had done. So it just made sense to me. Yeah. Did you have a question then not having your own style, your own flavor towards things? And I'm just like, yeah. Like, well, so- I, mean, I, I always did um, give my own flavor after. Yeah. But, you know, at the beginning, it's like, again, like driving. Like when we go to do a driving test, right? You have your hands perfectly 10 and 2. You indicate and then you're this and like you're like you turn like that. But then after I'm just like, boom, cruising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Hope you get this in the clip. Right, one hand on the steering wheel, spinning <laughs> around with a palm. You know what I mean? It's like you get your own style of things after you've got the the fundamentals learned. Same for sales, um, same for doing like any coaching NLP type um, techniques. But same as like, for example, I really like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because again, you learn a very specific set of maneuvers and moves to do something to achieve an outcome. Mm. It's like if you do this, put your foot here. Do this, put your arm there. Get their arm there. Flip then it's like you're on top and you can win and you can submit someone. Yeah. So for me, it was like, it was perfect. It was a set of moves. But after a while, once you've got the base level mastery, then it's like, cool, then you can add in your own flair, your own components to it and yeah, okay. um, start to apply your own techniques that work for you. Okay, okay. So you would always kind of mimic or, or, or take in the foundation, so to speak, the baseline. And then from the baseline, once you got comfortable with that, you would grow and add your own style to it. Yeah, correct. Okay. What... With the uh, NLP side, why did you choose? You were already doing the supplements business at that point, right? Um, you had just heard about the the multi level marketing. You were kind of one foot in there as well. Why did you then like? Uh, and it, it sounds very similar to my own journey, so we'll probably be able to bounce and riff off this a little bit more. But what made you go like NLP is the way forward? Like I'm going to do this and become a bit more of a facilitator, uh, trainer slash in this area, or did that kind of happen organically? Yeah, it happened pretty organically. I just really liked it, but I was also still doing uh, all throughout that marketing as well, right? Marketing and sales. So I was doing the marketing for um, Calvin's business for that. Um, yeah. I was doing marketing for some other like little businesses on the side. I was like really heavily learning Facebook. Um, Facebook ads are still doing that and marketing bits and pieces here and there. Um, but then I was like, well, I also had always really liked speaking. 
Yeah. And I thought that I had a pretty good ability to teach certain components of it. So I was like, oh, like, of course, I'm more than happy to facilitate. I'm getting to apply my marketing skills and learning how to do marketing better and better whilst also teaching the content. So it made me even better at doing the ads because I was living the product and like doing it and teaching it as well. So yeah. it was even easier for me from that perspective. So it just kind of all worked together. Um, it was pretty smooth. Like, and uh, like, but for me, I was like, well, I had to take as well a bit of a leap of faith to, into learning it because to be able to learn and do it all, I have to quit my job. Mm, okay. Yeah. So if I didn't quit my job, then I wouldn't have been able to go and do all of that. But I probably would have been in a much better financial position if I hadn't quit my job um, or just started to like build up to it and like save a bit of money to go and jump into doing it because like going into any startup or also starting up some of your own sort of stuff on the side, it's like, it's, it's expensive and yes. the likelihood of immediate success is very small. Very, very small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then consistent, not mm -hmm. even just like immediate success, consistent success as in like money coming into the door to allow for that when you were working, because this is actually really, this is probably where I feel like myself, I've, I, I resonate quite a lot with this. Um, when we doing our own things, that kind of tipping point of like, do I you know, leave my job? Do I not leave my job? And there was a time when I was younger, where I was working, I had a really good setup with work. I it was, you know, early 20s and had everything kind of laid out that I was like, man, this is like, uh, you know, I, I wanted to be a C-level manager and do all of this stuff because, you know, back then I was a bit brainwashed possibly. Um, but I remember I got into Telstra, you know, big, large telecommunications company working in the head office. I, I, I literally wrote like after uni, I was like, I want to work in head, uh, a, a, a large business. I want to be wearing a suit every day. I want to be doing. And I wrote all this down. And when I got this, I remember getting this working the higher, like I was like, you know, level 13, wearing a suit every day. And I was like, oh, and, and it felt like there was a lot of obviously ego with the status as well. Right. Because like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm like working at Telstra and I'm only, you know, 21 or whatever the case may be. Right. But I also remember that once I started stepping in and like, you know, multi-level marketing kind of came in and that that was probably one of the pivot, pivoting moments with, which helped me see a different way of how I can live my life, you know? Um, yes, you're kind of sold on this inspirational dream um, and idea to a degree of like, oh, okay, this is this is how I could kind of live my life. And you're like, you're a little bit worried about that as well um, because, you know, there's we, we, that was a lot of hopes and dreams selling then. And when you're younger, you're I felt like I was a, probably a little bit more... Um, open to those uh, kind of uh, conversations. But it did kind of help me. That was like one of my first fundamental shifts where I started going like, wait, if I want to change this, I'll, I'll start, I, I need to move in the right direction towards this. I need to start recreating my own narrative of like what success meant. Mm -hmm. At that, when I started doing that journey, I actually got to this one point where um, I think it was, um, I, I was at working full-time. I was doing the multi-level marketing stuff. And then we were starting my own business, me and Savage, all through the same process, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was doing this, I was like, okay, should I quit my job? Yeah, yeah, I want, you know what? And and again, it's kind of sold on this idea, which you don't know, now you know differently. But it's like, you know, if you want to commit, go all in, burn the bridges, right? You know, or, or burn the, or, you know, you, whatever. You cross the uh, cross the waters and burn the boats so you have no way of turning back, right? At this concept, it's so, it, it's so, um, how do you say it? It's like exciting, right? Like when you talk about it, you're like, fuck it. You're like you get excited because you're like, yeah, it's very passionate. You want to go with that. But like logically or the step-by-step -step guide or like you said, having that roadmap and all that stuff, it's not always clear. But you're like, but I burned the bridges. It's okay. <laughs> like There's no way to go back. But you're like, because it's not clear, it makes it so – I find it was such a difficult period and it actually caused a lot of tension and stress within 
my relationship would survive and all that stuff because then money is not coming in and all this other shit starts surfacing because when money's not coming in, all these other pressures of like, oh, am I, is this actually the life I want to live? Can I commit myself to this? What am I actually feeling aligned to? What am I feeling called to? So I gave you this lovely long ass story. Um, I gave you the story because I was trying to understand from your perspective, when you're making that decision to quit your job, what came up for you? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the first one, as you said, like, obviously, the excitement of burning, burning the boats. But again, like with many things in like a little side tangent, like when you look at personal development, where the quotes originally come from. So that quote is originally from when the Spanish invaded South America, right? They burnt the boats so that their team could not retreat. Do you think that caused anxiety? Do you think that some people ran back and got shot as they were getting as they were running back trying to get onto the boats and things like that? Absolutely. Like, yes. do you think many of them went AWOL and left and abandoned them and like joined the other forces and like surrendered? Absolutely. Yes. But that doesn't make for a good personal development story, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that, that doesn't uh, help people to make commitment and jump through. And if you look at the world of sales as well, like, is it also a great sales story, right? For people to be able to, to commit, to jump through hoops, to, you know, focus all in on one thing. And of course, it's like, if everything goes perfectly well, yes, that is a great way to do it because your mind can only really focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. Right. If you've got like several plans going on, it's like you can't give um, 100% to two potential opportunities until you get to the point where you have team and support and things like that. Like it, at the very beginning, it's like you do have to have one definitive focus to be able to push through. So it was um, it was the, the push that I needed to try and make things work. However, personally, I would have much rather probably slow rolled it a little bit to save up a bit more of a financial base Mm. um to go through it because at the time i was like yeah whatever but like what we do is if you make an adjustment i.e an adjustment in career what a lot of people don't do is adjust everything else around it to meet that level right so i am on like again i was in a good job earning good money some bonuses and things like that so if i make an adjustment and my income drops down i should also drop all of my expenses etc around not yeah. trying to live at that same level like if you make an adjustment, other things need to adjust. Like if you want to go and buy a house and you're like, oh, cool, I want to buy a house and it's going to cost me an extra X dollars per week, you have to make the adjustments to allow for that extra X dollars so you can purchase that house. You can't be like, cool, live in the rock star lifestyle that you always had before you bought a house because then it's like, well, then you're going to go, it's going to go, things are going to go backwards. But mm. when I first started, it's like I, I should have definitely adjusted my um, – uh, lifestyle attributable to the level of income that I was earning at the time rather than just being like, no, like I'll keep doing what I was doing, but at a lower like level mm. of income. So that's, that's probably what my biggest downfall was in that scenario, which I figured out after, um, of course, like <laughs> when all the pain came, then I, <laughs> right, and that's, and that's when the, the biggest problem as well is when you make changes, right? It's like changes are only ever made at extremes not in the middle, not yeah. when things are like so-so. It's like in the immediate pain, you're like, oh, this is painful. I need to make a change. Or you're like, this is phenomenal. I'm the king of the world. Like I've got to do, like I'm going to do this more. And then something else happens right after. But yeah, no pleasure. yeah it's like, it's only at the extreme of the spectrum. It's not yeah. like, life's pretty good right now. Let me quit my job, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, oh, I'm stressed and overworked because I'm working at Telstra and it's like, that's not the lifestyle and like, I want to drive a BMW and I want to be free and have a business with my future wife, right? 
that's like that that's that's more so probably towards a little bit of pain of things and you're like oh you're going the pleasure of being like i see what we could have mm. over here we don't have it but we could have that so let's mm. let's let's make a change but it's not like when everything's like homeostasis and good no one really makes changes then which is probably when changes should actually be made when you're level-headed yeah, yeah. dream levels of emotion more in a coherent balance state for yeah sure. So that's like that, that for me, I think, again, was being like off the back of doing a bunch of courses and feeling like unstoppable with personal development um, off of like having some good success with my little small business and things like that. It's like, oh, cool. Yep, definitely. Like jump all in. Why not mm. get rid of everything? And then not being like, oh, actually, again, being like that's probably what did we say? It was like 10 years ago. Right. So that's like when I was 23 or 24. Hmm. ain't nobody know what they're doing at 23 24 don't give me adult adult decisions to make when i'm that young <laughs> <laughs> i already just finished partying you know what i mean like that's not uh that's not the right thing to give me responsibility and let me do that um no, that's, that's the thing i think is like again now you always have you know time's a great uh equalizer but also a great great lesson that's like cool there's probably things that now looking back i would make different decisions on in different time frames and different processes I think but going through it, then I wouldn't have these lessons to share at this point in time, right? So mm. it's, um, retrospectively, you can always look back. But for me, I go, well, that they were that was a, a big moment going, yes, I want to commit and do this. But also probably a little bit of the background of my mind being like, cool, I was also only 20, like equally only 24. So it's like, there's plenty of time to fix it if it goes wrong. Yeah, you got a lot more uh, uh, comfort levels or buffers for risk. Yeah, you know, so when like you're in young. 10 years, if I had to like, if I did something for two years and it was terrible, and you know, I ended up with no money and nothing happened. Like I go and stay with my mum or dad for a little bit, get a job, and then go back and try again. Yeah. But now when you're like 34, you're like, oh, that would make me 40 by the time I get back on my feet. Like yeah. that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. To to be fair, I still feel like there is that that issue with time, right? Like it's like it doesn't matter if you do it. Like I'm I'm finding for myself, it's more like around like alignment of what you're doing. Because even if you're at home, but you're fucking loving life and you're genuinely feeling enthused and taking and living out all the experiences you wanted to live out i don't see any issue per se i mean there's other factors but i'm talking about for you there's no mm. issue because you're actually doing what you're doing what's the worst thing is like when people do this they they go with that mentality of like oh, if nothing if everything all fails or shit hits the fan i'm going to come out with like absolutely nothing you know uh, but like you said there's always those lessons you learn along the way because even like we're both similar age at that time when we went through this it's like yeah shit hit the fan and things didn't work out the way we wanted it to but it's let us like now where i'm at it's like oh i I, I can, it's like, you know, um, uh, Steve Jobs, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. When I look back, I'm like, oh, that's why this happened and this happened and this happened because it gave me a foundation for personal development. Now where I'm at in this kind of this level of version of myself, I am feeling excited by life. I'm feeling aligned by life. I'm feeling pulled towards things. But I wouldn't have understood that properly if I didn't go through all the shit that I went through. You know, and I also feel like going through the shit or, you know, you know, sitting in the trenches allows you to pull other people who might be in the trenches out of the trenches because you're like, I understand you. I, I, I was there. I sat in that. I experienced that. I felt the same pain or I felt the same excitement, whatever the case may be. And now I'm helping your ass out of this because like if you don't want to be in here anymore, I'm happy to assist you with that. And I think that is a role like you know, as we get older, I think you kind of you naturally start um, turning backwards to like help others on that same journey and help pull them through it. Cause I, I think that's just a pay it forward kind of mentality, but also one that feels just a natural progression. Yeah. Um, well, when you look back, as you say, it's like, it's actually not that bad like, in the time that you're going through things. A lot of stuff is terrible. A lot of stuff yeah. feels so bad and so tough. And like, I have no idea how I'll get out of it 
or what's going to happen next. But you do, and time goes on, and you get through it, and then you look back, and it's like, yeah, it was actually like, yeah, it was tough. Like it was not the best, but like that we like I'm still here. Like I'm, yeah. I'm today, and, and things are better, and I'm in a better position, and I'm you know doing this or doing that, and and having fun and whatever it might be. So it's like the the ability to look through things, and then when you go back, and as you say, because you you know this like cool, there is a other side. Right, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is something else that happens after. Like if you get stuck in a position, like that's why I think now, when you look at things, it's like, yeah, cool. Like regardless, I don't like none of us have a crystal ball and can mm-hmm. tell what, what happens next. But I know that most things that I've been in, and I've been in some precarious situations, I've been in some tough situations, I've been in situations that I wanted to get out of that I felt like I would never be able to get out of, but I did. Mm. So it's like. You, then you think you build in a bit more belief being like, well, look, there's mm. got to be a solution somewhere. Yeah. And I remember one of my, fa- like we talked about quotes before, my favorite quote is that like every problem that we've ever had, someone else has already solved. Yeah. Like okay. unless you're Elon Musk trying to put someone on Mars, like <laughs> every problem that we have as like, again, like unless, and if you're listening to this and you're a brain surgeon or you're a heart surgeon, like you guys, please do your homework and do all the things. <laughs> but for the rest of us, like, you know, I, I do I have a marketing business. Like you've got, a, you, you've got work in a business that you do and you run a podcast and you have a relationship. It's like, have there been successful relationships under pressure before? Yeah, cool. All right, cool. The problem, any problem that we're going to have with that has been solved before. Mm. Like there's, there's nothing un, unsolvable again, unless we're going for something completely new. Yeah, I think that's like always a good adage to me. It's like, well, if things have been tough again, it's like, luckily for me, my toughness is not going like, hmm, which part of Kyle's brain joins together? Should I cut that or not? Yeah, I luckily yeah. don't have that responsibility, right? I don't know how many parts have already been cut in Kyle's yeah. brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, no, something, something's not right and missing here already. Um, but on that actual note, with, with, with what you're saying there, how how do you find or what do you find um, is your best way of knowing that's the right information to follow? Because yes, all the information out there, I do believe you that every information that we have out there is something that's already been answered by someone else, right? Like, you know, to, w- w- within limits that we just mentioned before. But how do you actually know that um, this is the right information, especially when it comes to contradicting information, when it, when it comes to in, uh, like information that you're like, oh, I can see the pros on this side and the cons on this side. I can see the pros on this side and the cons on this side. It can be so confusing and more so it gets so overwhelming that people then numb and they just like, they completely disconnect to disassociate. Um, and so I'm saying that for your, and if you have an experience that you've gone through that you can share, I would love for you to shed some light on that. Well, look, many, I mean, even just going back to, we talked about like network marketing and mar- multi-level marketing and stuff like that. We had proven plans that worked from people that had success with their businesses, right? Mm. In front of them. But I think it's like, if it's something doesn't align with you personally, because again, and the re- the biggest reason, like one of my mentors gave me this um, process called Triple C, right? And I think this makes the most sense, is most of the time, it's not because the tactic or tool or strategy doesn't work. It's because it is not in alignment with what your goal is. Right. And you need to have first, like uh, the triple C is like um, clarity, certainty, and then collapsing time. Most people just try and go about things super fast because they want the outcome. I want to pick up a girl from the bar tonight. I want to make $10,000 in my business tonight. I want to launch a podcast tonight. I want to become a guru tonight. You know what I mean? It's, they want to try and do it fast, number one, which is the very last step that you should be taking in any endeavor. Mm-hmm. So, 
that's the first port of call is like we try and rush to do, to do the thing. But the second is we don't have the certainty or the clarity. First, we need clarity over like, what do we actually want to achieve? Like you said before, like we chatted about before we even started, it's like, as soon as you have clarity over what you want your life to actually look like, and this can change by the way, so don't feel bad if you go through and you want to change and adjust. But again, mm. like if you know what you want your life to look like, from a business perspective, personal perspective, relationships perspective, whatever that might be. And you have clarity over exactly what that was. Because you'll be surprised how many business owners I speak to or people starting businesses. I'm like, cool, what do you want to achieve? That's like, I want to make money. I want to help people. I'm like, cool. Specifically, which people do you want to help? How many people do you want to help? How do you want to help them? Yeah. How do you want to be compensated for helping them? How do you want that to impact your day? They're all things that most people don't have clarity over. But as soon as you have that very, very clear, then you can go about building in the certainty of how you're going to get there. That's where you can get the right information. Because if you go, cool, I want to work 10 minutes a day to make $100 a week to be able to spend my life on the beach because I live in Bali, it's very different to being, I want to be a corporate executive in the Telstra Tower. Both both are end outcomes of achieving their dream of what they want. But if you're trying to find the, the, a similar pathway to get there, it's not going to do that. So as soon as you know what it is that you want, then you can build the certainty over the process and pathway to get there and then you'll find there's probably only one or two ways to do that in the pathway that you want to do it in and then you can go about how can i speed that up how can i amplify it how can i do it as you know as fast as humanly possible to get there get me there but again also knowing that when you set your clarity you also set yourself a timeline hmm. but that's a, is that the collapse time when you're saying that because or is that slightly different well, you set yourself a time frame of going cool. Like, say you say you you had a goal of you wanted to have a million, you wanted to help people through this podcast. You wanted a million downloads in two years. Yeah. Say that was a goal, for example, right? And then we build in the certainty of how we're going to get there. Cool. We're going to run, you know, um, ads over here. We're going to do joint ventures. We're going to get people to promote it over here. Whatever it might be. Then the only thing that we would do to accelerate that is going cool. Is there going to be something in particular that comes through and comes on my on my lap or in my plate that will help me get there faster without any additional risk, without any additional exposure, without any additional cost. Hmm. Right. How can I get the most out of that in the easiest way possible? Then yes, take that up. But if it doesn't collapse time around helping you get there, then don't do it. That becomes an easy way. We're talking before about like, what's a, like a, do you swear on your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> what's the fuck yes or what's not right like yeah, if, yeah. If, if it's that or not so again if but if you don't know how do you know if it's going to be that if it's not in alignment like what are you measuring that against yeah so if you can do that and then you can do that around then collapsing time then you know if it's an option because it's like does this help me achieve this specific goal that i have very clear clarity on in a certain pathway i was already going to do this in two years but if there, is there a way to make me help me get there faster mm. that will speed that up but still in alignment with the things that i said if so great, let's do it. If not, then we don't. How, how do you find uh, your truth with alignment? And how do you know it's your truth and not someone else's voice? Well, again, like, is it, if it's in alignment with my goal that I want to achieve and the pathway I want to, when I get there, like, it can't be out of alignment because it's in the alignment of the outcome that I've set. But, but Correct. But let's go backwards a little bit. Uh, rewind. And before you even make the goal or the outcome or you're getting clear on what you're wanting to achieve, how do you know or what do you use to determine if this is actually in alignment to you, to where you're heading? Because I mean, the, the biggest thing is like, obviously, number one, having people to bounce it off of, but number two, writing it like, let's just say that I said to you, um, 
uh, Kyle, I've got, let's say I don't, let's say I have a wife and kids. And I go, Kyle, I want to work really freaking hard for the next five, 10 years so that I can spend more time with my wife and kids. I want to be able to come home at night, have dinner with them, tuck my kids into bed. So the next five, 10 years, I'm going to put my head down. All I'm going to do is focus is on bringing in as much money as possible so that I can spend time with them. Hmm. Is there anything wrong with that statement or anything right with that statement? Uh, yeah, I, I can see like right now, who's telling you that you want to spend time with the kids? Like, like I always ask like, who's, whose voice is speaking? Let's, let's say that, that that is me. It's like a hundred percent. Like all oh, I want to do there's, there's, I, I don't see any issue, but, uh, why do you want to work your ass off in the next five years? Why do you not want to? Cause that means you're also sacrificing five years then possibly of not being or showing up for those kids in your family in that way as well. You know? Exactly. So the big question then becomes, why would you want to wait five years for something that you can do right now? It skews the goal. Doing something so that you can do something that you could do right now. Hmm. Or all I want to do is work really hard for the next five years and spend all this money on this so that I can go and live in Bali. Cool. Do you know how much it costs to live in Bali? Do you know that you could go and live there probably on very little um, and then they've just released a five-year working visa where you can go over there and pay no tax and earn all your money over there and live there uh, you know, off the like yeah. smell of an oily rag. But yeah. most people haven't when you've got the, like, if you've got clarity over it, it makes it very much easier to be able to figure out. Because again, let's say that my goal was all it was is to, I want to um, go through life so then I can go and play golf on every weekend. Why can't I play golf every weekend now? Why am why am why is not part of my certainty around my plan enabling me to go and do that now? Hmm. So. Yeah. Again, if you know what you actually want, and as I said, like it has to be coming from you. It's like, I want to spend time with my kids because like of someone else's input. But number one, like you probably shouldn't have had kids if you don't want to spend time with them. Right? Yeah. There's probably <laughs> going to be a precursor in there somewhere. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So if there's yeah. something that you want and it's like, cool, again, number one, are you cutting like your nose off despite your face and getting it right now? Um, and number two is like, do you actually have it fully mapped out and understood? Yeah. No, because look, in terms of what you're mentioning, I understand from that perspective of like once you've got the goal and what you're talking about being clear on your goal. Mm. Yeah, like because totally agree with with what you're saying there, being clear and then um, getting clarity from that. Um, where I find the hardest thing and, and more so for like I, I think other people might resonate with this or, or be in similar boats is knowing like so. I'll, I'll give a bit of context because maybe context might help with this and, and then get your just views on this. I had done multi-level marketing, right? So so I was working full-time, then I went into multi-level marketing. From multi-level marketing, uh, when I did my own startup business with my wife. From doing that startup business with my wife, burnt out, came into back, you know, moved, uh, moved states into another uh, state and then was working there. And then I was like, okay, what's the next thing, Carl? And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do foreign exchange trading. Right now, all of these are having their own experience in my life of like how I see myself and how I see my life. Did foreign exchange trading from foreign exchange trading. I then worked at a, a start another person's startup, did that startup. Then I did this other thing. Like I, I went through so many little avenues and even then did Amazon, you know, buying and selling stuff on Amazon. Like I would have been like legit, like maybe five to 10 different pathways over the last like seven years or so. Why I'm giving all this context of this is that only recently now with these last couple of ones and it's not to say it's not going to change like everything's impermanent so i do still sit with that feeling of like hey kyle you might be feeling this now and actually might be feeling right on the line now but it doesn't mean it can't change but what i started to what, what i've started to realize now about purely understanding myself better and things like that 
is I realized that a lot of these things that I've done have never been my own voice, right? And I know it's, I love saying this, my own voice, because it's like you, the fact that your thing's your social voice, it kind of aligns really well, beautiful name for it. Uh, but coming, uh, coming back to what I was saying is, it was never my own voice. What I mean by that is like, I always had this weird idea or thought that it's like success means like having a, you know, a, a big house, fancy car, being living life on your own time and your own work. It's like, now it's like, I was like, oh, that's, that, that was unfortunately, like it was a bullshit identity that I had that was a mix of like kind of um, what was fed to me from my environment and those around me of like, that's how you enjoy life. It's if you had a lot of money, a lot of material stuff like that, um, you know, um, you were free, you had your time freedom and all that stuff. That was like, that was what success was. When I had to collapse that, and I, I mean, there was like all these other areas and I forgot there was like other stuff where we even had like investor money into a business and all that stuff. Like there was a lot of levels. It was so hard for me to get rid of this identity that I had held onto for so fucking long because that identity of like, oh, I'm a hustler. I always hustle after hours and all that stuff was was like, that's, that's I, I got like a sense of... um appreciation a sense of respect from having that identity so when i had to change this and all that it was a whole different experience that i had to go through and I, I, like just to kind of come back to my point my point was i went through all of these different things to realize like this has never been my voice and it was never my alignment it never felt right mm. now i'm like way more connected to myself so for me the two things like or a couple of things that i use as tools for me is I kind of like just close my eyes and I just like ask myself, I'm like, do I feel pulled towards doing this or am I feeling pushed towards doing this? This is how I determine alignment for me, right? So when I say pulled, I'm like, I'll close my eyes and I'm like, okay, this podcast, am I feeling pulled towards doing this podcast? Or am I feeling pushed? And if it's like a pull, I'm like, fuck yes. Okay, that's that's a good sign. That's number one. The second one then is I do actually ask myself that question, which I, I love, but it's like, if it's not 100% a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. And that simple question of going like, it's my whole body screaming, going like, yes, I'm ready for doing this. Uh, uh, amidst, you will still have anxiety and fear. Like that's normal, right? Especially when you're expanding yourself um, or expanding your container. But it's like, if I close my eyes, I'm like, okay, you know, is is my body like energized by the thought of doing this with the fear, but still it's energizing. It's like, hell yeah, let's go all in with this. If I'm getting those two are in alignment, I'm feeling pulled towards something like that. That's my energy of going like, that's an alignment, Carl. But even when I'm in alignment of things, I still will move off track with things because my mind will go down something and it'd be like, oh, well, you know what? Now, Kyle, you need to launch a podcast every week or every hour or whatever, right? Like whatever the, the goal is. And it's like, is that me? Or is that, who? then I have to ask myself again. It's like, wait, is that my voice? Like who's speaking firstly? So the three things is who's speaking? Is it a pull or push energy? Is it a F yes or F no? You know, like those kind of things. So I was like, I just realized that's, I got more clarity talking it out loud, that that's my own <laughs> tools that I use for alignment. But what about you? I was like, how did you know that these things were alignment or were you following it and you gradually got alignment? What kind of was that? Yeah, look, I think uh, a lot of things were probably followed and then you find, figure out as you go what you like and what you don't. But <clears throat> I have had relative clarity on the way that I want to live and to operate and things like that. But as I said, they all, they can change, right? Like for example, my sister and my brother both had kids and I want to be able to spend time with them. I want to have maybe kids of my own, things like that come in and they will skew what your goals are, right? They're mm -hmm. going to skew and adjust things as you want yeah, to have 100%. them. So the, but the ultimate is like, and you would remember this from like NLP type um, days is like on anything, when you are doing it and it's like you're doing it and it's not your voice or it's someone else's, most of the time is because you haven't like chunked down enough or taken enough steps down the ladder to figure out 
why you actually want that. I.e., any of those businesses, you go, cool, I want them because they're going to put me in a Ferrari and I can spend all day on the beach. Why do you want to be in a Ferrari and spend all day on the beach? Three whys at least, right? Is always mm. my kind of like motto. Mm. I want to do that because of this. Why do you want to do that? Because of this. And it's like, okay, great. Can we see that the actual end outcome probably is not in a, that like you can, you'll physically be able to see it's out of alignment with those, with that outcome. Yeah. I would guess at any point in time, if we took you back to any of those events and go, hey, what do you want this for? You would give an answer. And if we dug down at least three whys, right? you would then be actually figure out, it's like, cool, I want to be able to like uh, be at peace and happy and content with what I do. It's like, cool, then let's not fucking sell shit on Amazon, mm. right? Like it would be like, yeah. it, would be, it would be relatively evident. It, yeah. But most people, again, if we question something, Kyle, why are you doing this podcast? Like just, let's, let's just put, why are you doing this podcast? Oh, okay. You want me to, <laughs> uh, the, the, I'm doing this podcast because I think for myself, um, I started just to see the biggest impact or my own learnings were I would kind of listen to other people, listen to other podcasts and I would start learning through listening to these different people speak. And when I was going through my own journey of this and in, going inwards for myself, so inwards for me was this like, you know, experiencing what it actually felt like to um, peel back the layers and get a deeper understanding of who I am and what kind of drives my beliefs of who I am. Only once I started getting clear on that, then I was like, okay, cool. This is where I want to move forward in life. And the podcast came about from this base of like, when I was learning these stories and I was sharing it, would just I would talk and have these conversations with other like-minded men or other like-minded women. Having these conversations with them, the fruitfulness of what would come out of these conversations, like it had such a positive impact on me. It had such a positive impact on the other person I was speaking with, right? R whether they were sharing or I was sharing, it didn't matter. It was the combined sharing and the nature of that, like peeling back the lays that more vulnerable deeper insights or thoughts that people go through those innermost beliefs that allowed me to grow so much in my own life it allowed me to move onwards in my own life and rewrite things and that's where this podcast kind of evolved from was to like help share that story and see that's that's a pretty good answer right yeah but i could say cool carl why is it important for you to peel back those layers to have those conversations with people to see yourself grow yeah I'm not going to get you to answer that right now because then yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like most people are happy with the first level answer. Yeah. A lot of times it's like they've either been primed, they know it, they've answered it before. It's a relatively good answer. Like why do you want to go and do Amazon FBA? You probably would have had a good answer at the time. Yeah, correct. But yeah. If, you, if you then hone down and hone down, you'll actually figure out what is it that you actually want and you'll see if it's in alignment. And I'm sure if we dig deeper, it'd be because you want to have your own level of growth. You want to have a level of impact. Correct. For people. And then I'll go, why, is, why are those things important? Because that makes you all feel good and happy and it, like, yeah. it actually puts a smile on your face. Like that would probably be the end thing. Then we can see, is that are those two things in alignment? Absolutely. Yeah. But probably at any other point, going through any of those questions, it probably would be out of alignment slightly. And that's why it's like, you can have a physical feeling towards things. Absolutely. That's definitely one good answer. But a lot of the times for some people where it might still be masked for yourself um, and even go back at those times, again, if someone had asked me like why and then dug down deeper in each one, some of the things I was doing probably would have been out of alignment for what I wanted to achieve. Yeah. Okay. But I did okay. Until I got like a slap in the face from <laughs> God, whatever you want to call, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like until something pops up and then it'd be like, actually, that's not what the path is. Mm. But could I have probably got that figured out at the time? Look, if I had a good person to be able to take me through that, or if I'd been willing to do it, because again, most of us are happy to coast. 
Mm. Like for me, you mentioned before about like your experience and and whatnot. It's like most people, when you get on a boat, right? Let's say you and me get in a little canoe. What's the last thing you probably want me to do? Rock the fall boat, off. right? Yeah. You don't want so me to rock fall off. Boat. Yeah. You don't want me to start going like this, which is what happens when you start to like question things in life and whatnot. And, mm. you know, and those things, because what's going to happen is like we might have a lot of fun, feel like we're on a roller coaster and be great peak emotion of happiness we might both fall out you'll be fucking pissed off at me but like kim you dickhead i have my phone in my pocket like all this sort of stuff right i had money like my wallet's gone all this sort of stuff it's going to be bad that's generally what happens when you rock the boat and for most of us like and i know myself included in this when i say most of us is like when you go through all of these times it's it's much easier to have the status quo than it is to rock it in any one way, shape, or form, mm. right? Mm. Um, there's a, a quote from Virginia Satia, which is, um, most people prefer the misery of certainty than the certainty of, un- uh, the, the misery of uncertainty. Like most of us are more happy to be certain that we're not good rather than be uncertain about what could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So either way, you're in misery. But it's like you could yeah. be certainly miserable. Like I'm happy with my level of miserableness. I don't want to yeah, rock. Yeah. Versus the uncertainty of what could happen if you did. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's a, I love the analogy of the in the canoe and rocking the boat because that's for me. It's like everyone's journey inwards is actually starting off with that questioning and um, you questioning things allows you to peel back the layers and go inwards. And that's that. That's the piece because, like, even with what you said, you kind of said uh, that your your method of alignment or how you realize something's aligned is using the three whys. You know, like you ask them why first, then second, then third. I think in combination with those, one, you, I, I like to extend it genuinely to like maybe even three to five whys because you are right. It's like we have a lot of surface um, blocks, <laughs> you know, that are in our in our mind. It's kind of peeling back those bullshit blocks to get to a deeper truth. Um, but I also find that it's like. If you are answering those kind of three whys, you need rapid accountability. Or, or no, no, not rapid accountability. Sorry, you need a hundred percent. Oh my gosh, I was thinking the word authenticity. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, I'm going to explain what I mean. When you are answering it, you need a hundred percent truthful. Mm. Sorry, that's the word I was trying to find. Um, so when you are answering this, if you answer the why, it's actually being truthful to yourself. Try not to judge because I think we feel we we give answers because we we feel shameful or we feel uh, embarrassed or so, and then we skew our answers. So I think that the three whys that you said, that in a lot, in conjunction with um, 100% truthfulness in your responses is a really good good tool that you were kind of mentioning. You know, yeah. with that. Yeah, 100%. And I say, it, it's, it's hard. Like, And for most people, it's like, we are all conditioned, like myself included, to not cause a fuss. Like, have you ever ordered a steak, like medium rare, and it come out as well done? Yeah. <laughs> and you just eat it anyway? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, hang on. Why don't we go, excuse me, like, I want this taken back. Or you go to a hotel and there's no one else there. You go and check in and they put you on, like, the second floor of a 20-story hotel. You're like, does anyone ever go and call up and be like, excuse me, like, could I actually get a room with views considering there's no one here? You put me on the second floor. But no one was normally willing to ask from that because we're going to rock the boat. When in reality, the worst thing that they can say is no, but we don't want to cause a fuss. We don't want to cause problems. Right, we want it, we want people to be happy with us. Mm. We want to be a good guest. When in reality, like if we if you change the level of expectation of what you are willing to accept as well, like you will start to see things change. And I think for me, that was it. Being like, cool, I if 
it's not that you get a lot of people like you get what you deserve. Mm. It's like you get what you tolerate. Mm. Right? It's like if yeah. you tolerate a certain level of thing. And the same is like if you tolerate your life being okay, it will be okay. If you want like more for things, you have to be able to tolerate like you have to be able to tolerate more. So in same, it's like, so now when normally when I go to hotels, I just ask them, I'm like, hey, do you have a better floor? Hey, do you have any upgrades? Do you have this? Do you have that? Like the worst thing they can say is no. But for me, it's just a practice of my tolerance being like, cool. Also with myself is like, why like why are you willing to accept like this level of money in the bank or mm-hmm. this or this? Like why are you willing to tolerate only picking up a 20 kilo dumbbell? Like why not pick up a 25? Yeah. Yeah, like, I get you. Just to see rather than getting what like you deserve or, or like accept. Yeah. Well, I guess alignment, tolerating. When you went back to the NLP part, was that just you started finding that that wasn't in alignment or you were feeling more aligned to the marketing piece of it? What kind of came up for you? Um, I was just, at the time, it was like, for the reason why we did marketing originally, I still do, is like because I think it makes a difference. I can help businesses that maybe couldn't get the results that they want or help the people that they want. I could, you know, literally help help them achieve that. So for me, it was like, why if I do one thing, maybe on a stage, I get to speak to 100 people and have a slightly positive impact. What if I worked with 10 people who who stepped on stages? Mm, yeah. Right? Multiplier effect. That's a thousand. So for me, it's like, well, if I can do things that help people, and that's why a lot of our clients, it's like we like to work with people that do good things and help people in a, in a, in a good way, whether it be like from a wealth creation, whether it be from um, uh, health and fitness, or whether it be from like education. So I like to work with people that do good things, make a positive impact and help other people. Because for me, then it's like, if I only have 20 clients, but they all have thousands, selfishly for me, because it makes me feel good. Like, that's why I do it, right? Like, I have, I actually helped all their clients. Like, that was me, right? Because yeah. they wouldn't have those clients if I didn't help market them. Yeah. So for me, I feel like I get to make a broader impact, regardless if the client that worked with them knows my name or not, probably doesn't, probably never will. But I feel good because I've been able to impact through them to their clients and onwards from there. Yeah. Do you, do you uh, find that currently now? Is there has there been any pivotal moments now that you have found you've had to go inwards again in your own journey as you keep growing and expanding the business? Are you finding that you're at this like kind of cruisy, beautiful place right now in your life? Well, what's oh, the experience? A, what's the old saying? It's like every level has another devil, right? It's like every. Level <laughs> I like that. Level. <laughs> it's like you can do all the work that you want you know i've gone and done like i've been in sweat lodges i've done all the all different things like to try and like go through different levels of personal development and whatnot and every time it's going to change but also your goals are going to change so for me yes like if you'd gone back say four years i'd be like i want the biggest freaking team i want to have, have the biggest agency i want to be like rocking it in- incredibly intensely like that's mm. my goal versus now i'm like cool that to me does not appeal anymore. I want to have mm. the best quality of life and, and style of life for myself, for my team and for my family. And because mm. if I do want to have a family, it's like, I don't want to be the person who can't be at home looking after them, tucking their kids into bed and having dinner with them. Like, I don't want yeah. that. I don't want to have to be working so hard that that's not possible. I want to have the balance of going, cool, if Kyle was over in Perth and it's like, hey, bro, do you want to go have, have a hit of golf? I can literally that day be like, yeah. I don't have to be like, mm. can you please let me know at least six months in advance because I'm booked out every day, calls back to back to back. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I still love what I do and like what, and like the approach that we have, but I want to do it in a, in a process where it's much more 
uh, flexible, much more free flowing, uh, much less reliant on myself, um, but also uh, has the ability to be flexible with what's coming with the rise of, you know, AI and all that sort of stuff. Like there's a, there's a range of different things that are going to be changing. Um, so I want to make sure that like, we're as future proof around that as possible so that I have little to no stress when, when the robots take over, you know? <laughs> I was like, it, one day will eventually happen. I, look, I, I always love, uh, I always find this, uh, we, like people show us movies, you know, like Terminator and all that stuff to go like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that will never happen. Or blah, blah. And it's like, now what it's going to be an eventuation, like in the next, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I'm like, oh my God, they showed us this back in the nineties, guys. They showed us this back. We didn't listen. Simpsons we didn't listen. Didn't the, yeah, the Sim- Simpsons freaks you out, man. When you yeah. talk about the Simpsons and future telling, uh, yeah. that is very scary uh, similarities. Um, is there, what, what what we're at now, currently, is your biggest pain point, personally, per, professionally? Uh, what's your biggest mm-hmm. pain point? And, and I just want you to walk us through if there's anything that you're actually doing right now for your own self to go like, this is really ugly. This is the pain here. This is what I'm trying to work towards. Just because it's like, yeah, I mean, and it's- the reason I asked this, sorry, just to give context is, um, not to cut you off just then, but it was just a, uh, I realize like when you see people, you see you, you've got this beautiful presence, this beautiful voice now. Um, and I, I, you know, you, you're hearing about all your journey towards this point and people are like, oh, no, it's easy for him now, right? Like it's like shit's flowing. Things are going wrong. There's nothing, but it's like stuff still comes up, you know, yeah. shit you figure out for yourself, layers you're peeling back. Yeah, there's always, I mean, like, um, you know, I had a relationship end uh, last year, uh, which was which was very difficult to go through. And the same time having like, uh business constraint problems being like I had, I think it was start of last year. Mm, yeah, this, uh, start of last year, maybe the end of the year before. Um, but like nearly all of my team, like my core team being like my most senior leaders of my team pretty much left within like wow. a handful of months together, right? Oh, so wow. like okay. with it, say it cost like three, four months, like bang, 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 like top four leadership team pretty much gone. Um, so had, having to rebuild, having to rebuild new systems, rebuild entire teams. And in that time as well, having like people come in for short term bounce out, then obviously that gives uncertainty to clients, which then has a flow on effect because then maybe they go and look elsewhere because we don't have continuity, um, things like that. And then rebuilding everything and trying to make sure that all the new systems and processes are in place. But when we're doing that means that it's also hard to make sure that all clients are fully being delivered on. So, you know, there's ups and downs. And then also like throw into the mix with that, like afford, like probably one of the biggest affordability crises there's been for some time, interest rates going through the roof, all this sort of stuff, like it all compounds together being like, there's some businesses that are doing phenomenally well, others that are tight AF like that just are really, 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 really tight. Every dollar has to generate more than one because otherwise they're up like shit creek without a paddle. So all those things culminate and cause like (laughs) tremendous stress and pressure on me because I've got new team in, less clients than we would normally have at a big volume. um, And the clients that we are trying to bring on all are facing all of those external pressures as well. Mm. So for me, like, you know, there's, um, (laughs) there's days where you go like, Literally, and it might only be for five minutes, but you're like, I just like shut the laptop, see you later. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go and get a job running ads uh, or being a head media buyer or like coach or consultant at like many different companies. 
probably for more money than I pay myself now and um and like you know not have to worry but yeah. I like having my own business I have the freedom I like the flexibility it's uh it's it's what I like and I, and I don't want to give up on my team either again because I couldn't just fire everyone and just work by myself like which I did yeah, yeah. at the beginning but I know that through every uh hurdle and through every trench that I work through it's like not only am I learning my team's learning and on the other side it's like do I want to be also responsible 100% for every client everything that goes on which the answer is no it's like I want my team to be able to do that so that I can do the things that I want so that they can do the things that they want so that everybody wins mm. so you know for for me it's like cool it's some things move a bit slower than I want at the moment because of that, because there's so many changes that have had to happen and have happened, that it means that I've got to slow down and be a little bit patient um, and also just see, you know, see where my metal sticks. It's like, you know, the when you're rolling the dice or you're, you're betting on yourself and your team, it's like, well, do you actually? Like, how long are you going to bet on them for? How much are you willing to... Um, to to push the envelope so you know there's always that again <laughs> the that old meme of like the the diamond miner where there's the one that gives up like just yep. before the breakthrough happens yep, yep. um and i remind myself of that every day i'm like cool it's tough but it's like tomorrow could be the breakthrough next day could yeah. be the breakthrough to where there's like and again i know that once that happens there'll be other problems there'll be other things again there'll that'll be a different level a different devil to face then as well but it's um again like if I can do it once I can do it twice if I can do it twice I can do it time and time again so mm. it's just about consistently going through that process. When everything hits, when everything is a shit show, you have one hit after the other after the other. You were saying the relationship, then you had senior staff, nearly your whole senior executives, uh, sorry, senior leadership team left. You know, in a short time span and stuff like that. When everything hits the fan, shit hits the fan. You know, besides of going, I'm going to just close my laptop and take a breather and possibly losing hair over it all. What are your take? <laughs> no, what are your techniques um, that you use? Is there is there any techniques that you kind of use? Oh, look, man, there was, so there was a time, time I remember like feeling last year, I think it was last year. So many of that had happened. And I was helping my ex-partner as well with the uh, cafe that she launched, um, <clears throat> which was um, pretty crazy. And then in that time we had like... Uh, Food inspection come, heaps of problems. The chef quit there as well. So there was all of those problems on top of my own problems. Also, I'm pretty sure like the whole crypto market and global market like took a dive. And I was like, and there was like literally a day where I went from a millionaire in crypto to not a millionaire in crypto. Yeah. This is all at like the same time. Wow. Like, all happening at the same time. So I remember just feeling ridiculously stressed and I was like, look, the the older, like the younger me would be like, fuck, I'm going out to get like wrecked, drink. Yeah, no, you know, like then I'll um, eat food. Distract, detach. Yeah, distract myself from all this sort of stuff. But I went to I um I went to the, that week, I went to the gym twice a day. Um, just to just to work things out and to get out of my head. Cause again, sitting there and stewing on a problem gives you no outcome. Mm. Like sitting there and getting pissed off about it. Like the only person I piss off is myself. Mm. And I love going back to like stoicism and things like that at that time. And it's like nothing, uh, I think you said before, nothing has meaning apart from the meaning that you attribute to it. And it's like the only way that you can have anxiety, stress or pressure is by looking at the future, bringing it into the present. And it's like right now, I'm good. I'm at the gym. I'm having fun. I'm mm. throwing weights around. I'm alive. I can be happy. I can smile. I can put on some good music. 
taking myself back to those like fundamentals um, is I think the most important thing because again, it's like, I don't know what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow, you know, the bank that I owe money to could blow up. It sucks to be them. I don't have to pay them any money anymore. Right? Uh, <laughs> like the thing so, is crust. Yeah. <laughs> like tomorrow, things can, can dra- uh, dramatically change. As much as they can go bad, they can also go good. But it's like stressing about it for me um, is going like, well, I can't do anything about it. So how do I bring myself back to the, um, like, like you did before, like a bit of breathing, like presence, focusing on what's happening right now. And then controlling the controllables. Like, what can I do right now to make an impact on that? Mm. One little move, one little move, one little move. And I think that's in any times of stress, looking at big, um, big things, big lists, big processes is probably what screws most people over. Because mm. for me, it's like, cool, stress around anything, around staff leaving. All right, cool. All I can do is today put up a job ad. Like, that's all I can do. Getting pissed off that they left or frustrated that they've gone and they're doing something else. Like, that does has no benefit to me. doesn't have any benefit to, like, they're gone. They're already thinking about their own stuff. Like, the only person that pisses off is me. Like, so uh, that's when you can become your own worst enemies, like, versus going, like, cool, like, all of that, boom, thank you. Get back into your own body. Like I said, I'll go and smash. Because then again, if I go and smash myself at the gym, like, my brain is tired, my body's tired, so I can't think about too many things. I'm just like, cool job at like mm. sick boom get it up yeah, like, yeah need to make some more money cool like what's like 10 ways that i could like i would always do like a, a 10 list or a 15 this what's 10 may 10 ways i could make money today what's 10 ways that i could you know like uh what uh flip something today and look around and say oh cool i probably have like four or five grand's worth of stuff around the house that i could sell if i really needed to mm. Like what's, what's another way? It's like, cool, I could create a new offer in my business, put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram, send it to my email list, put it on TikTok, put it on YouTube, like all this sort of stuff. Like there's, there's many different things that I could do. Um, and if I just take one step towards it versus going, cool, if I'm thinking about the future problem, 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 bring it to today, that helps no one. doesn't help yeah. me. Only person that it has a level of frustration on is myself. Yeah. Why should I do that to myself, you know? Yeah. No, no, and, and I like it. Like grounding yourself in routine that you said, like not not skipping on the healthy routine that you've already established. Finding a level of presence within yourself, as in, like, how do I actually start grounding myself in this moment? Because at the end of the day, the frustration doesn't do anything for me. The lists that I like the idea of, like, kind of getting out of your brain, like, like not getting out of your brain, but kind of just brain dumping if something is feeling overwhelming. Because that list, I know you've used it in this business sense, but it can be used in so many other practical senses uh, from an emotional perspective. What am I feeling here? Let me list that 10 shitty feelings that I'm feeling and just get it out of yourself, like out of your system in that way. You know, uh, physical activity, I think, is movement in general is just huge because it allows that steam. And then the last thing was just focus on one thing. Like as in like what whatever that next thing is, just focus on that next step. Don't try to overdo it, whether it's just posting a you know, a job ad like you kinda of mentioned, or whatever the case may be, it's like that one next step. That's all we need to do. Don't think ten steps ahead. That's awesome, man. Beautiful. Kimmy, I think uh on that, mate, we will uh we will call it a close of this beautiful podcast, mate. Thank you so much for sharing, yeah, your your whole journey. Your whole journey with us. Um, mate, I, I loved it. I was like from not having a voice, not, I feel bad when I say not having a voice, that sounds so rude, from <laughs> gaining or creating a voice to now having his own company called Your Social Voice. Um, I think you've had a, an amazing journey, mate, and thank you for so much for sharing your uh, inwards movement to go on with the business. Pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Beautiful. 
If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you could subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you know someone who needs to hear this on their own journey, share it with them. Thanks so much for listening. And remember to go inwards and onwards, my friend.